Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg, here to encourage you wherever you are in your healing journey. In each episode, I chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. I so hope this finds each of you well. I'm speaking to you from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey. Really excited to have this opportunity to interview the internationally respected healer, medium and teacher Robbie Holtz, who will be speaking to us today from Anacortes, Washington. Robbie is a frequent media guest and an author of two award-winning books read in over 43 countries titled Secrets of Aboriginal Healing and Aboriginal Secrets of Awakening, both of which are incredibly compelling and filled with extraordinary insights. In her newest book, titled Angels in Waiting, How to Reach Out to Your Guardian Angels and Spirit Guides, Robbie tells the story of who, what, and why we are here on earth, offering numerous examples of people contacting their angels and guides and the positive outcomes of this contact. I'm looking forward to interviewing Robbie about how our guardian angels and spirit guides help us turn our struggles into successes and aid us in challenging situations. How Robbie's husband, Gary, continues to assist Robbie from the other side. The uplifting information she has received regarding Earth moving into the fifth dimension and more. This is surely going to be a very healing and enlightening interview with a truly remarkable woman. Hey, Robbie, a hey, warm, heartfelt welcome to Grief and Rebirth podcast. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I am excited for you to be here. This is going to be just so wonderful. Let's begin. I'll begin with this question. Please share the story you tell in your book, Aboriginal Secrets of Awakening, about contracting hepatitis C, your reactions to the experimental treatments for hep C, and the alternative ways you found to survive and recover during what became the fight and spiritual awakening of your life. Yeah. Well, it's nice to be able to sum it up in a little couple minutes here rather than having lived it, because I remember that was rough. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and a lot of women who have had children can relate to this. I, when I delivered my son back in 85, I had a really rough delivery. It was over 30 some hours. And he was in a bad position. And so the doctors, you know, suggested um, a blood transfusion, because they said it would perk me up faster. So I had a blood transfusion, which I didn't know was tainted with hepatitis C. And back in 85, we didn't have tests for hepatitis C. So we certainly didn't have any kind of treatment for it. So the hepatitis almost killed me. And, and then the experimental treatments that they put me on almost killed me. Uh, Western medicine tried the number of things that just didn't work. And at this point, I still had the hepatitis raging, but I also had, now I had fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, temporary brain damage, and I was in bed for like 
I don't know, five, six months. I can't remember. It was how, was that, how did that? I mean, it must have been terrible with your son. You couldn't even mother your son. Oh, and he was little. He was little. And, you know, honestly, we didn't think I was going to survive. And, and it, I, as a woman, as a mother, I was determined to survive as long as I could so that at least he would remember me, right? Because I knew he was too little to have any memories of me. So I, kind of went on this quest, okay, Western medicine has nothing for me. How can I survive a little bit longer with these mm -hmm. things that the doctors say are incurable? And I went on this healing journey and ended up healing myself of what they said was incurable at the time. I ended up healing myself of all of these things and the hepatitis C they said was incurable. So I had doctors, research doctors in Seattle area following me for years. They take all kinds of blood from me every year to find out how did I do this? And I knew how I did it, but I didn't think they were ready to hear yet how that happened. But it ended up being very closely aligned with what the Aboriginal tribes people had taught my husband, Gary, about healing, that the mind is involved, the soul is involved. So it, uh, this was back, you know, I was in my early 30s and it put me on this path of healing. And after I I took my power back and healed myself, I got this passionate drive to heal other people, well, to help them recognize they have powerful abilities to heal, take your power back and, and wake up to ways that you may have been creating this disease and how to heal it. And so that's the path that I went down. Um, and, and that's, and so then my husband had gone into the outback. That's another yeah, story. Yeah, you know, well, I want my next question is during your sure. wellness, you met Gary, your husband, Gary. Yeah. And his story, and I got to tell you, everyone, that book is amazing. His story is chronicled in the award-winning memoir, Secrets of Aboriginal Healing. I've recommended Gary's book to so many people. Please tell us about Gary and describe the Aboriginal healing techniques he learned from his encounter with the remote outback Australian Aboriginal tribes people. And then we'll talk about how you and Gary employed these techniques. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Gary was an award-winning physicist, right? He was a scientist, very black and white. If it can't be proven, it doesn't exist kind of guy. And he had developed multiple sclerosis to the point where he was in a wheelchair as a quadriplegic. Wow. And he had been given pretty much the death sentence by his doctors. In other words, put your affairs in order. He really had about six months to live. Now, now, how Gary, old at this time? How he was in his, let's see, this was back in 94. He was probably in his 40s. Um, and young guy. Yeah, young guy. Yeah. So, you know, he's a tenacious guy and he had heard that the Outback Aboriginal tribes people had remarkable healing abilities. So as a quadriplegic in a wheelchair, he was flown into the Outback, um, unloaded like cargo from a plane in his wheelchair, stayed with these Aboriginal tribes people and came out a, a short time later dramatically transformed, not just physically, but emotionally too, because now he had feeling in his body for the first time in seven years. He was no longer a quadriplegic, he was a paraplegic, but he was able to really function so much better. But I think the big thing, Irene, that you've discovered and that I've discovered is that there's a lot of gray that exists that can't be proven, but it still exists. And so the Aboriginal tribes people are the oldest continuous culture on the planet, and they have remarkable healing abilities. They have, and they generously gave their healing information that had been passed down word of mouth for over 60,000 years. They generously gave that healing techniques information to him because he was a physicist and said, uh, please take this out to people because we know they need it and it will be very helpful for them.
So he ended up coming back to the United States, getting his degree as, as in a doctor of immunology now to further what they had taught him, a master's degree in nutrition, and ended up doing and teaching what the aboriginals had taught him. And that ended up being what you would call psychoneuroimmunology, which is becoming more and more popular, where people, the science recognizes that the mind affects this system, the body, the immune system. And so that's what he did is he practiced that information. And we put it together in a book, knowing it would help more people if we could get it out there in a book form. And he lived, so this was in 94, he went into the outback. He, he passed in 2007. So he, he lived much, much longer than the doctors ever expected. And I put that book out in his honor, kind of like you did, you know, the same, we have so many parallels. So many, we have so many parallels, it's amazing. I know. So I, we, I put that book out in his honor, Secrets of Aboriginal Healing, about his story into the outback, and was really shocked to discover it's in 43 countries now because people really resonate with it's it. Amazing. It really makes sense. Yeah. Well, the other thing that um, I tell people that really impacted me was that he had a very, very tough, emotionally challenging childhood, which yeah. made him shut down. So yeah. basically, when you talk about the body-mind connection, he had um, shut down his feeling yes. part to himself. Yes. And, and so if he couldn't feel emotionally, now his body shut down also, and it matched, it seems to have matched what he mindsetted, and the aboriginals got him in touch with that part of himself, which Ab is why so much came back. Right, exactly. He, Gary was raised in a very abusive, alcoholic father who beat him. And he learned, he's a brilliant man, Gary learned uh, how to numb himself emotionally until he literally numbed himself physically with MS, multiple sclerosis. And that's what the Aborigines taught him, is you have to learn to stop suppressing these emotions and release them release them let them come up to the surface and then let them go and and that's when he started to heal is when he started to realize that this suppressing takes a lot of energy and it creates disease and so you know that the aboriginal people taught us how these emotional cores these emotional and this is why grief and i think what you do is very important because grief we tend to hold in our chest and if you don't release that you're could be very vulnerable for diseases in the chest area, the breast area. And the Aboriginal people will tell you, if you don't let go of that emotional core, it's like picking the top of a dandelion, it'll come right back again. So if you have a lot of grief that you're holding on to, and then you end up developing tumors, the doctors can go in and remove those tumors. But if you're still holding on to that grief, those tumors will likely grow right back again. You've got to uproot the core to that emotional challenge for you. So before I ask you all these other questions I planned, I've got, I've got a question about that. So if a person is struggling with grief and they're holding on to it that way, is what you do in your practice to help them release that grief? Help yes, them help them realize that that's affecting them emotionally. Absolutely. And to recognize, uh, you know, that's why we put this information out in book form, because it got to the point where I couldn't keep doing one on ones and classes all the time. I wanted to get that information out. And that's and, and so we've gotten it out into, like I said, 43 countries now about recognizing how the emotions are very influential with it with the body and the hardest emotions for the body to handle are shame guilt uh, those are really tough on the body to heal you know people would think anger but anger you tend to get rid of quickly right you you lash out and, and it goes quickly yeah 
Whereas grief, shame, guilt, that just, it just hangs in the body. And fibromyalgia, I had fi uh, chronic fatigue, fib I had fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia is like an autoimmune system. It's not like a, it is an autoimmune system disease. And we're seeing younger people with it all the time and more, more people all the time requiring it. That is intense fear throughout the whole system. So you have to realize if you are holding a lot of fear throughout your body, it's going to affect something. And it depends on your DNA and what your weakest link is. But if you tend to have breast cancer, you want to really pay attention to letting go of that through laughter, through, you know, fond memories and then letting go and realize, okay, things come and go, move on. Um, or if you have a lot of fear throughout your whole system and you tend to have those tendencies, recognizing, and this is why the, the latest book I put out about getting assistance from angels and guides to help you do that, to help you recognize that you're doing that and, and where to let go. Because Irene, what you're, if you're uncomfortable with your emotions, if they're uncomfortable, I guarantee it's affecting your body in a physical way as well. Well, They're I would also connected. bet not only being uncomfortable with your emotions, but people who have all these control issues and they think that they can control everything that's going on. So where the heck is all of that going in there? Um, and then they, they can't let go of it. Yeah. So. Yes. And this is why you need to develop practices where you have meditation or you have exercise or you have, you know, laughs with girlfriends over a glass of wine, something to let this stuff go. But and, and to be more aware to stop doing that if it's not helpful, because we pay attention to what we feed ourselves, right? You want to eat healthy yep. and you have to pay attention to what kind of emotions are you feeding yourself because it's either love based or fear based. And you will thrive with the love based emotions and you will your body will eventually, you know, really become affected by the emotions that are negative. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. Um could you describe your healing spirit team to us? First of all, tell everybody what a healing spirit team is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and hear how they help you to assist others. Okay. Well, my, my husband passed, Gary passed in 2007. And I did not expect Irene, this was kind of a shock to me. I don't know if you've had a similar experience. But, you know, when Gary came back from the outback, he started communicating with angels. He didn't know anything about that. But the Aboriginal people taught him to see the, and communicate to them. And he spent a lot of his time doing that they did a lot by telepathy didn't they yes they're telepathic yes and so he started developing those abilities to see them to hear them and he was really good at it and i didn't even know i didn't mean it didn't even that's not to fun me. because when you had an argument he could read your mind that's he could read me. my mind yes <laughs> <laughs> and i do remember him twice popping thoughts into my head about let's go get an ice cream cone and i you know i'd ask him hey you yeah. want to go get ice cream and i realized later oh that was him um um, but I didn't know that. But anyway, so when he passed in 2007, he showed up every morning at eight o'clock. He was a very punctual man. He would show up at eight o'clock on the dot every morning. If I closed my eyes, I could see this image of like an eyeball, uh, like a black and white negative, right? And I knew it was him because I, I had seen him do that before when he was still here. So he showed up every single morning at eight o'clock for weeks, if not months. And that's when I started developing this ability to communicate to the other side. And he helped me expand that. And then I ended up developing these mediumship abilities which 
so now I have. Did you work on this or did they just suddenly, they sort of came to you, Robbie? Well, it's like anybody else. That intuition is our connection to the other side, that gut instinct, that sixth sense. And if you start developing it, it's like, it's like you will start developing that intuition. You start using it, you start feeling it, connecting to it. So I started connecting to Gary more from the other side. And then over time, it just kept getting better and better and expanding to now I just communicate constantly with the other side. And I have, so my my healing spirit team who connect and work through me, I have people who come to me for healing or information or clarity. I'm the, I'm just a translator. They're, They're the ones providing the information and the work, but it's, it's headed up by an ascended master. There are a couple of archangels involved. Gary there from the other side. Deceased aboriginals are there from the the other side. That's part of the team. And that's the basic team that I work with. So they're the ones providing, um, you know, the information and the healing as well. Who are the archangels? Who is the archangel you're working with? Uh, Michael and Raphael. Raphael's very involved with healing. So that's probably no surprise. No, because they both come through for me also. (laughs) Yeah. Coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about more that more. So uh, you've told us how Gary is continuing to connect with you and how and does he assist you from the other side, like telling you, helping you diagnose people and giving you yes. modalities and all of that? Yes. And he helps other people, too. It's not just me, especially other healers. Um, you know, people will read the book or they knew him before. And because he came back from the outback and became a healer using what the aboriginals had taught him he got very involved in healing and we developed this healing practice that we worked with together and then decided to start teaching people to spread that word so he still helps from the other side Uh, and and so here's the here's the thing irene when i ask them, you know, my guides, okay what's the highest vision of my soul, what does my soul want me to do, and they said write a couple books I just about fell off my chair because I hate to write I don't know how to write you know so but but I'm designed to be able to be really organized and get things together and I'm tenacious and I'll make it happen and so now I've re- you just, I just described me Robbie <laughs> get a kick out of that I knew you'd get a kick out of that right because I didn't see this coming. The same way. yeah yeah and I just finished the fourth book the first couple are award-winning and they're in other con- 43 countries but but it was because like you I'm tuned in and I'm letting them guide me and help assist me. There's no way I could have done that on my own. No way. No, no way. I mean, when I was told to write a book, I was like, what book? I played the violin. What book? What do you want? <laughs> but here we go. Yeah, um, here we go. Let's talk about your new book. It's titled Angels and Waiting, How to Reach Out to Your Guardian Angels and Spirit Guides. How did you learn? Well, you're sort of telling us, but keep going. How did you learn to communicate with angels and spirit guides? How is an angel different from a spirit guide? Okay. And are both helping all of us to awaken to a higher state of being? And what's that? Yeah, those are great questions. Well, I started, you know, developing that intuition and started developing this ability to communicate better and better all the time and recognizing how they work through me and how they communicate. Um, And so I started going down that path. And I remember one time, one of the guides said to me, she said, why don't you hand that over to me? Why don't you let me help you with that? Why don't you lean on me? And I started doing that where I would let them assist me and help me more. And Irene, that was a big game changer for me. 
that now, was she, this while you were working with people to help them to heal that she was helping you yes but in general with my life okay oh, wow I, yeah because my life my business was exploding i couldn't handle everything i was getting uh, you know nervous about how am i going to have a balanced life right if i have all this coming at me so you know they they're like why don't you hand that over let us help you with that so i started handing things over and allowing them to help me more because it's a free will planet we need to ask them to invite we need to invite their assistance so i started handing things over and that's when things just really changed dramatically and that's when i realized there is so much help available from the other side but we have to ask because it's a free will planet they won't just intervene and 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 that's the thing they they kept saying this to Gary when he was alive please let us help tell people to let us help them more and they had me write the last two books about angels and how to get help and get this information out so that people start asking for help so that they it's like you have to extend that hand up before they're allowed to extend the hand down to assist us it's interesting because I've been told that many times you have to give them permission to yes. help you yes and it's so interesting because you're your what you're doing to help so many people heal and pass this message and my job is to be a bridge and help get all this out so like yeah, yeah. they're they're all working through us yep, so yep. Interesting. there's many jobs to be went many ways to be of service so yes. so let me define quickly for you the difference between a spirit guide and an angel Please do because a lot of people don't understand that okay and, and let me throw in a little bit of information about the angel the guardian angel too because that's i think very important so angels have not incarnated and had human lives um they don't need to this is like a school they're so far beyond they don't need to go to this school okay now they can take on a form it's not uncommon for people to tell stories where angels have taken on a form briefly and you know maybe appeared as a fireman and gotten them out of a burning house it was an angel they go back later there is no such fireman right, right. so angels can take on a form briefly but they don't need to go through the the whole human process of the whole human life and they and then spirit guides however have had many 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 lives where they are highly enlightened highly high consciousness and they want to be of service but they know what it's like to be a human they know what it's like to have a child with autism certain spirit guides or they know what it's like to be a mother or a you know taking care of an aging parent they know that so they will step in and be of service and they will help in that regard when we ask for help now guardian angels are a little bit different guardian angels and that's really what i want people to wreck wake up to is that every single person has at least one guardian angel by their side whether you believe in them or even are aware of them they're there so this team has your spirit guides angels and also guardian angels yes but it, it's all help from the other side of the veil doesn't matter but it's all there but you need to ask for it so the guardian angels have a little bit different role and that they are with you from your first breath to your last breath they are assigned to be with you this entire lifetime and that there that's a little different spirit guides come and go depending on what you're doing but a guardian angel constantly stays by your side and they are there to make sure that you are not harmed or killed or experiencing some or experience something your soul does not want that's why they're called guardians angels they have permission to intervene in those instances and i know you've experienced some of those times as well so they're there to make sure that you're not harmed or killed or injured if it's not your soul's intention and so but there's so much more they can do if you ask and allow them because it's a free will planet they they need to wait until we ask beyond that guardianship role all of them 
and then they honor our free will. But the thing is, Irene, this is another reason these books came out of me is because I wanted people to realize we're creating so much more pain and struggle than our souls intended. It doesn't need to be this hard. You were intended to have this help. You were intended to take advantage of tremendous help from the other side of the veil, but you have to ask for it first. And the cool thing is, I think this will help people, is when you allow them to help you, and all you have to do is ask in your mind. They're telepathic to your thoughts. So you when, ask for in your mind and then and then you're trying to help yourself, but they can bring in the reinforcements kind of. Yes. And they they are they're so they have tremendous. It's like operating at five amps of power on your own versus five thousand amps of power with their help. It's tremendous. They can wow. help you not get triggered. They can set up synchronicities. It's very, very easy for them. But the cool thing is because they're serving you out of tremendous love, tremendous, and we only work with benevolent spirit guides here, but they're all serving out of tremendous love. Every time you allow them to help you because they're serving out of love, it enables them to grow and evolve. So it's a win-win. It's this symbiotic relationship that as you allow them to help, it allows them to grow, but also they want to help us. They really do. They love us tremendously. Well, we're kind of partnered for so that's the other part of the question. How, so how are they helping us to awaken to a higher state of being? And I would imagine it's just this, uh, this awareness that they are there and that they can help. They, they, the first, yeah. all this. Yes, yes. They are here to help humanity right now as we shift, as you said earlier, from the third into the fourth and ultimately the fifth, which is a more love-based vibration. So for instance, if you have a real challenging time forgiving somebody who's done something to you and you're holding on to that, or you're grieving somebody that's, that you've lost, if you ask them, they will step in and assist you so that you can let go of that easier so that you can let go of the grief so that you can learn to forgive they can send energies to you they can give you insights they can pop thoughts into your head and soften you up and help you so you're not triggered by that you don't have to be doing this alone that's the big thing it's tremendous when you allow them to assist you I just had a personal experience with that but I'm not going to go into it but I had I was dealing with some people who um, are a little difficult in my life and I just said hey Bring it on. I suddenly got an insight and the whole dynamic changed very rapidly and the speed of it surprised me, but I know I'm getting help. Yes, yes, it makes a huge difference because otherwise you're relying on the mind, which isn't, it's a powerful tool, but it's not really designed to know how to do this stuff. It doesn't know necessarily how to heal or how to let go of this stuff. But with this higher consciousness coming in, this tremendous power, it's very easy for them to work and manipulate in this third dimension. But they're very cognizant of free will. They will not, you know, force anybody to do anything. It's very lovingly guided, but it's powerful what they can do so that you can release this stuff so that you can move on so that you can shift out of these third dimensional tendencies which have to be fear-based negative depression whatever and shift more into higher frequencies of love acceptance compassion non-judgment those sort of things that's what they're here doing i'm going to really want to talk to you about those uh, different dimensions i think that's one of the most fascinating things i learned in your book and when you look at our, what's going on on the planet now it's a little hard to imagine that we're shifting to a higher <laughs> yes, dimension. So yes. that's, that's really good, hopeful news. Um, so, for instance, if someone is, um, I'm thinking about some of your stories of angelic assistance. So if someone's having, uh, uh, they've been heartbroken after they've broken up with somebody or whatever. So if they say, please, everyone help me, 
they're going to get help to um, heal that wound and also someone else may be brought their way or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And, and that you and that brings up a very good point, Irene. I'm glad that you asked that when they assist and they will step in, they will step in and respond, but they're going to respond according to two things. They're going to respond according to the highest good of all and your soul's intentions. So you can say, for instance, well, thank you for helping me have a relationship with so-and-so, a romantic relationship with, you know, this guy at work or whatever. But if it's not your soul's intention to do that, they won't do that. But they will bring you a romance that's more suited for you, that may be better for you, because they will honor what the soul intends. That's very important. And, and but so sometimes people will ask, you know, they, I, I'm going through financial burdens right now with the pandemic. I really need to win the lottery or whatever. Thank you for helping me win the lottery. They won't do that if it's not your soul's intention, which it probably isn't. But they will bring abundance to you and financial security in other ways, according to the soul's intentions. So that that's important to recognize. They're helping. They just not be, be, maybe helping the way you expect them to. Right. Well, that's sort of that expression where, where you'll say, please help me to my highest good. Because we yes. do program when we come here. Am I correct, Robbie? We do program yes. when we come. I mean, you and I did not know consciously what we signed up for. <laughs> but we did program for this possibility. Yeah, right. 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 You're right. And, and yeah. they know. Yeah, you're good at this, and this, you're designed for this, right? We just didn't know, right? Yeah, right. yeah that's the big surprise. We got amnesia. Oh boy! So we got, so we woke up. <laughs> not at all what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us about these dimensions. What is, um, what? Tell, please explain the third, fourth, and fifth okay. dimension. Okay. Why will some of us arrive there sooner than others? And explain how the levels of reality are different in each okay. dimension. And what's the hope for us now is everybody's <laughs> grappling with what's going on on this planet. Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad that you asked that because I think it does help to talk about it. I love talking about the dimensions. Dimensions are not a place. It's a, it's a frequency. It's a vibration. And when you are in a certain dimension, the lower dimensions, like third dimension, which this planet currently is, tends to have a lot of fear, negativity, depression, stress, anxiety. And we we do awful things because we're not really in service to others yet. We're more in service to self. So there's a lot of greed. That's just a level of third dimensional thinking. When you shift into more loving, high, love is a higher frequency, a higher vibration. When you shift into fourth, and, and a lot of the listeners have been into fourth, that's when you have extreme awe, extreme gratitude. You're just in extreme happiness and extreme peace. That's touching into the fourth dimension. And the key is, and this is what the angels and guides are helping us do, is to shift into those frequencies and stay there not get pulled back down into third dimensional angst, depression, anger, whatever. That's the key. And so ultimately we're heading into fifth, which is very, very love-based. And that is where you have this desire to help others. You don't really feel like you have any needs because they're taken care of. You really want to help others. You have, you don't judge. You recognize everybody's here learning the way they need to at the pace and the way they need to. You are just very compassionate, very forgiving. You're not hanging on to those emotions okay right. and this is why the body and emotions are showing you where you're getting stuck right you're here at an earth school so to speak and it's showing you the pop quiz when stuff comes up and triggers you that was a pop quiz so you ask why is this here in my life how is it here to help me grow 
And that's how you recognize where your mind is still getting stuck and still getting triggered. But asking the angels and guides to help you, they can help you shift out of that. But first, they have to give you an awareness that you're doing that. And so that's what's happening in the present state of the world right now is we're gaining an awareness of where we are really stuck and what needs to change. I mean, these people, though, who are in such in greed and, and lying and all these things that they're doing, they're definitely third dimension. They're not going to rise up to into a fourth dimension. But is it the groundswell of the people the, around them rising that's going to affect the change? Exactly. It's happening, but it's not making the news because that's not that's not what the news sells. But it's happening one by one around the planet. They're also coming in very different. I've been working with people for a long, long time, and I'm seeing that younger people are coming to me who are in their early 20s, 19, saying, I know I'm here to do something. I just don't know what I'm here to do. They're very different. Their abilities and skills are very dramatically expanded compared to, to, to ours. Okay. And they're, so it's happening. It's changing. But here's the thing that I think will be helpful, Irene. So right now there's a big shakeup, you know, like, like most people don't really want to make, we don't like to make changes. And so it takes like a heart attack or a car accident or something to get our attention and make a shift. This is what's happening right now. And it's global. What they're telling me is I have a six-year-old grandson and they're saying, and isn't that lovely? I got only not to raise my son. I got to also have a six-year-old grandson, right? I didn't think I would make it to age 40 and here I am in 67. Yeah. What a blessing. So, yeah. What a blessing. But it was supposed to happen, right? I had to almost die twice to be able to help people to recognize how to heal. But my six-year-old grandson, they're telling me that a lot of the changes that we want to see in this fifth dimensional existence, he will see in his lifetime. Okay. Ah. So wonderful. So we're here ahead of the curve, the head of the bell curve, bringing in those changes. But a lot of those things, my 36 year old son will see, but, but especially the grandson will see those changes that we wish to see. It's just that we're, we're, you know, in the forefront of it. Right, right. We're in the trenches right now. Yes. Yes. Trenches. Robbie, what's the difference between having a soul and being a soul? And why are we souls here on earth in these funky earthy bodies that we chose? <laughs> like what is up, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's a funny question. Well, we don't have a soul. We are a soul. We are etheric beings. We are souls who choose to come to this planet, planet Earth, because when we come here, it's a free will planet, so we can learn any way we want. But when we come to this planet as souls, our passion is growing and evolving back to love and light, right? And so as, as souls, we come to this planet. It's a tough one. It's very primitive and it's very tough, but we are given bodies, which is a blessing for an etheric being to have a physical body. But now does the being choose the body? I'm going to have this body, yes. I'm going to have this deformity, or I'm going to have this health yes. problem, or I'm going to look like this. I'm going to be Gina Lola Brigida or whatever it is. Do they choose? Yes. you. There's a, there's a lot of wisdom in who you, what family you incarnate into and the body that you're given and the abilities that you have. You're exactly the way you need to be for this journey. Okay. Huh. So maybe you, for, as an example, maybe you want to learn deeper levels of self-love. So if you're an older, an older souls are all equal. 
it just that some the younger souls tend to be more greedy, materialistic, vain. That's fine. That's just where they are. They haven't learned their lessons yet. They haven't learned it yet. They're still I always liken it to they're in elementary school. The older some so yes. old, older souls are going through high school and they're some are even getting their PhDs. Yes, exactly, right. exactly. So let's just say that you're uh, you, you want to learn more about self love. You might be born at, into a family where they lead you to believe you're less than. You're not worthy. You might even have a physical impairment. You know, you might even have um, some limp or something or a stutter or something that leads you to believe you're less than you're not good enough. And that is to help you learn how to find the love from within rather than outside of you. So you have to overcome that societal conditioning, that culture that tells you you're not lovable exactly the way you are. And you do that with by recognizing that you are this divine luminous being incredibly brave for showing up on this tough planet and that you are here worthy of love exactly as you are and it's a lot easier to do that when you bring in assistance from the other side with the angels and guides they can help you find that love they can help you overcome this mind stuff this distortions and the lies okay so, so, so the other thing that you, when you come here, you're given a physical body, which is a blessing for a soul, but you're also given an expanded version of emotions that you don't have on the other side, on the other side of the veil. And I want, especially people on, that listen to your program to hear this, things are in perfection. It's really hard to grow when things are in perfect, perfection. It's, it's a bit stagnant for growth purposes. So we come here to master these lessons, these challenges by going through them and experiencing them. And you get a physical body to help you with that on this free will planet. And you also get expanded emotions so that you get, for instance, impatience, depression, anxiety, um, you know, jealousy, you get to experience that. And it helps you grow because we grow through experiences. And if people don't, and if people choose not to grow, they'll end up coming back and learning the lesson. again. Fine, but fine. Yeah. It's no different than somebody going through, you know, repeating grades over and over summer school. There's so much love and patience. It's like, that's fine. That's fine. That's so They'll get it eventually. They'll get it eventually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Robbie, you of all people on this planet Earth, what is your message about the I can't wait to hear you. <laughs> what is your, what, why should people heal? Why should they heal while they're here in this body, in this lifetime? I'm busy providing all these healing choices. Why yeah. should somebody do their work? Because it's not so easy to, 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 it takes a lot of courage. Well, and the mind will tell you, you can't, right? The right. mind will tell you, you can't, especially letting go of these emotions and recognizing that the emotions is kind of like, um, well, I, I won't get into that. We've already talked about how the emotions affect the body, but let me say this is an incentive. Okay. Cause it's true. If you don't get it, they ramp it up the next time around. Oh, wow. So to yeah. people who we see who are really struggling on this planet who may have gotten an F in another lifetime or something. Well, you never know. Like if I'm really challenged by somebody and I have a really hard time with them, they're going to keep bringing it around until I get it, until I just accept that's where this person is and their level of growth. There's nothing wrong with that. No judgment. That's just where they are. But let me throw this out there. They've told me that there are like you might get an old soul who comes in who's addicted to opiate because they want to experience their soul wants to experience powerlessness 
So you can't judge what people are doing. They may have chosen, like I used to volunteer down in Seattle with my sister, we would bring supplies to the homeless, right? And we would pack in supplies to them. I saw some really old souls who had no clue they were old souls. They didn't even have a clue they were souls who were homeless alcoholics in the gutters, but that's what their soul wanted them to experience. And I also saw some of those alcoholics, homeless people, handing the supplies we were giving to them, the socks, the warm, you know, hot cocoa, hot cocoa, whatever, giving into other people who needed it. So you just never know. That's why we don't judge. Everybody's at different places, learning in different ways. Right. That may be one of your greatest teachers, that person sitting there on that corner. They probably, whatever is the most challenging is your greatest opportunity right there. And some people, let's face it, some people in our lives are offering us opportunities for growth, just huge, but they're there for a reason. And usually they're family members because you can't get away from them. Yes. Yes. It it really does help when you look at them and say, okay, this is really not good, but what am I here to learn from this? Maybe I'm going to change right. how I'm approaching it. What are right. they going to teach me? Exactly. You that? might have a person in your life who's extremely controlling. And, and so they're here showing you so that you, maybe you don't have to go through that yourself. You can observe it and say, no, thank you. I don't need to do that. So those people are helping you recognize lessons without you having to go through them. Fairly fascinating. Tell everybody all the ways to connect with you and host wellness. And I know you, and um, I know you do mediumship sessions. So talk about that and your other services. And I absolutely cannot imagine that you're helping every single person who comes to Holtz wellness to heal these days. You must have people who are with you. Do you train them? How does that, how does that work? You know what? Here's what it is, Irene. I have this guide, this beautiful spirit team that guides me and they tell me who to help and who not to help. And so we, we don't really, I get an awful lot. I mean, I'm constantly being bombarded, but they're the ones who decide who's ready, who we can help, uh, who we're not supposed to help, because that's the first thing Gary would do is tune in. Am I supposed to help them? Because sometimes it's the soul's intention that this is a catalyst for them to pass over, right? So people can reach me, and there's a lot of information on my website. There's a lot of information about healing, how to self-heal, how to remove emotional cores. We try to get as much of this information out as possible to assist people. And so all of this is on my website at holeswellness.com. H-O-L-Z-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com, holdswellness.com. So there's a lot of info up there for people, free. So they can reach out to you and you'll say, I'm, I can help you or I can't help you. I'm yeah. really told I can't help you. Yeah, absolutely. I have to, I, and, 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 you know, don't read anything into it, but if the guides are telling us, no, we can't help you right now, that that's I'm not your path. Mm, right. There, there may be other paths that are better for you. Yeah. And what is the Robbie Holtz tip for finding joy in life? Oh, Irene, I'm so glad you asked me that. You know what I'm finding? I'd love to hear yours too. I'd love to hear yours, but I'm finding, and I've asked the team to help me with this, right? To find the the awe and wonder and joy in the simplest things, you know, like watching we have a lot of, um, I'm in the San Juan Islands, and we have a lot of geese that fly in formation. Just watching that V, that perfect V, just, ah, just, you know, grabs my heart. That finding joy and awe in the simplest things, and it's nature. It's, it's usually, you know, nature. Yeah, looking at a leaf and, and how it changes and trees. Oh, my goodness. Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, for, yeah, well for, as far as me, I'm just grateful to be alive. Just like you, I almost died. I'm here. I'm, um, I just recently had a healing for my eyes. I'm able to see really well for the first time since I was four years old or something. Wow. I just look around a room and I go, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just am filled with gratitude. I look at, I have young grandsons also. I look at their faces and I go, oh, thank you. I can not only see them. I can embrace them. I can enjoy yeah. them. Yeah. I'm just very grateful, you know, yeah. for, for everything that's in my life. I'm, I'm in a constant state of thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. So Robbie, many in our grief and rebirth audience are aware that I too had a spiritual awakening and my husband's soul is now assisting me on the other side, like Gary is with you. Yeah. That my book, They Serve Bagels in Heaven and this podcast are devoted to healing and part of a divine plan between us. I was so excited to learn that your husband, Gary, who's been assisting you from the other side is an active part of your healing spirit team that guides and supports you as you help people on their healing journeys. Yeah. I encourage every single person in our Grief for Me Birth podcast audience to read your two incredible books about Aboriginal healing and to also read your newest gem, Angels in Waiting, How to Reach Out to Your Guardian Angels and Spirit Guides, which teaches us that there is a guardian angel and the celestial board of advisors assigned to each one of us from birth and guides us to ask for their help to bring positive changes into our lives. What a blessing. Amen. And you're a blessing too, Robbie. Oh, so are you. Thank you for this extraordinary interview that has brought us healing insights, made us aware of the important roles our guardian angels and spirit guides can play in our lives and has enlightened us, especially as we begin to enter the fifth dimension, which is the dimension of love, of living totally from the heart. And wow, I can't wait. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all grief and rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. As I like to say, to be continued, many blessings, and bye for now. Mm-hmm.